Hello friends, I am Gian. I'm the founding pastor for Victory Church and I am very pleased to have this beautiful group of friends tonight here on Victory Church. As you know, every Tuesday night we have our Bible study and this day, July 24, 2018, we are about to start our Bible study, but the topic is about family. So let me introduce to you some of our visitors and friends tonight here. And as you know, my wife Tracy, how are you doing, sweetheart? Wonderful. Excellent. And Chad, how are you, Chad? Good. Excellent. Charlie, how are you feeling? Great. Excellent. Deborah? Great, but tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tired of vacation. That sounds uh, good. <laughs> Brandon, how is your day going? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Good to see you here. Miss Tony, how are you doing? Good. Excellent. And tonight, for the first time, we have Gloria and her son, Elan. Welcome to this study, and we are very happy to have you here. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Very good. Mr. Al Serrano, how are you doing, Al? I can't complain. That's good. good. You also are on vacation, I understand, right? Yeah, kind of. I was dealing with a thing. <laughs> that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Oh, okay. Good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Well, as you know, friends, we are studying Bible timeline. This is the lesson number 44. And today we are going to read in uh, Genesis chapter 22 from the verse 20 to 24. Who would like to read this passage today? I'll read it. Okay. Thank you, sir. Alright, so he's talking about family at the style of Abraham. After all of these things happened, a message was sent to Abraham. It said, your brother Nahor and his wife Melka, Melka have children now. The first son is Uz, the second son is Buzz, the third son is Kemal, the father of Aram. Then there were Kesed, Hazu, Pildash, Zidlaf and Bethuel. Bethuel was the father of Rebekah. Melka was the mother of these eight sons, and Nahor was uh, woman of Ramah. Mm. Nahor was the, the father. father. <laughs> Nahor was Abram's brother. Also, Nahor had four other sons from his slave woman, Ramah. These sons were Tabah, Gam, Gaham, Tahash and Mecca. <laughs> well, anyone will say that, uh, that you are <laughs> you are really speaking Hebrew. <laughs> that was just what we're gonna get out of all this. <laughs> Lots of baby names. You know, when, when I was studying this passage and I and I read the first names right, and I thought my you know my mind just thinking of funny stuff. The first son is Uz. Uh, the second son is Buz. And I thought, and the third one is Caboose. <laughs> and I was just thinking everyone would be like that. Interesting names. But um, the truth of the matter is, this is part of the, the, the whole group, family members of Abraham. We have studied many things about Abraham. Do you remember we saw uh, chapters when he went to Egypt and uh, remember with the wife and the fighting for his nephew Lot and then the sacrifice of Isaac that we studied recently for over a month, we studied that part, it was very interesting. But all that right now we are going to put it aside. 
all the heroism, all this effort, all these spectacular things, we are going to put it aside and we are going to concentrate on something much more simple, which is family relationships. So, in order to do this lesson with you, I would like to know who is interested and willing to share a short story about you and your family. Does that have to be a good one? Or a funny one? Or does it matter? It, it could be a sad one and a funny one. It doesn't matter, really. Who wants to share one story? Um, I, I remember stories of, uh, with my family at the lake. Enjoying the boat rides and the jet skiing and the that's how you got into the lake. So I enjoyed that with my family. Vacationing with them? Yes, we spent many a summers at the lake. Good memories? Yes, very good memories. Do you have pictures of that? Oh, yeah. Back in some... I would like level. to see some of those. Well, surely. <laughs> I'll be sure to look those up tonight. <laughs> I love looking at pictures. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, I wasn't going to go next, but since she said lake, I have a lake story. Okay. Um, there's four and a half years difference between my brother and I, and he had just turned, or he was 15, about to turn 16. And um, we had we had a lake property years ago somewhere. I don't know where it was at. So my dad had this 68 Ford F-150. It looked like a tank anyway, so my brother was driving, my mom was in the front seat while I was standing up in the back of the bed. So I was probably maybe 10 or so. And we're driving along, he's going like this, and all of a sudden, I'm the one that can see it because I'm standing up there and said, there's a lake! And he just about drove into it and mom says, put on the brakes! And we about, <laughs> almost like, oh my God! <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a keeper. I remember one Fourth of July. Uh, we we used to go to this. Uh, we called it Beaver Creek. I don't even know if it was Beaver Creek. I don't know, Chad. You're from that area, anyways. But it's like going to Kroll. Is it going to Kroll or South? Anyways, it's over there, a little outside of Vernon. Anyways, there's this little bridge, but down there is like these. Uh, um, um, Barbecue pits and stuff like that, where you know they're out there. People would go out there and barbecue. One Fourth of July, we went out there to pop firecrackers. My dad hates firecrackers. You know, it's burning money. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> so we're kids and we got firecrackers and we saved up and got firecrackers. And we're out there popping firecrackers and stuff. And it was fun. We had a good time. We we're you know grilling out on one of the grills and we had it all going. And it was all good. And the uh, there towards the end of the night, you know, it was getting pretty late. And we saw all these firecrackers left. We hadn't finished them right, but they were mainly like black cats and. Lady fingers or whatever they're called, you know, little mm -hmm. ones that just pop, you know, so it wasn't much, and it wasn't all that great because it was at night, you know what I mean? So, but there was all the uh, the, the embers that were still glowing from the from the fire pit that we did, and so we threw uh, we threw all the firecrackers in there all at one time. It was the coolest finale ever. <laughs> it, I mean, <laughs> stuff went everywhere. It was. Crazy man, it was awesome. It's still to this day the best finale of any firecrackers we ever had. It was awesome. 
that, that's a great story. That was really cool, man. That's good. That's good. Everywhere. And, my, my, and we put everybody's, even if, not even my brothers and mine, but like our friends that went with us, we threw everybody's in there, right? right. That was the coolest thing ever. Right, right. Firecrackers are awesome in Guatemala, too. For Christmas, uh, actually, Christmas Eve is when you see more fireworks and firecrackers than any other day. Well, what about a um, person's birthday? Well, I have a story about this. Uh, this is the story between my mom oh. and my uncle Sammy. Oh, wow. You know, they, they were uh, teasing each other, but the, the jokes were escalating, right? And uh, the volume of the joke, you know, it was just going up and up, and my dad didn't like that. My dad said, and actually my Uncle Sammy was my, my dad's cousin. We used to call him uncle anyway, Tio Sammy. And my dad said, uh, Sam, Sammy, uh, be nice to my wife, please. Don't, don't, don't do that. And my dad spoke to my mom said, Magnolia, I don't want you to be teasing with Sammy because it's not good, you know. But they didn't listen. <laughs> you know, they were just keep going with the jokes and the jokes, and, and it was escalating. It, meaner and meaner, you know, putting bulks into the sandwiches, you know, turning off lights when somebody was in, the, in certain rooms, this kind of things, right? But uh, the end of the story is when my Uncle Sam's birthday came. So it is around 5 or 6 a.m., and there is a tradition in Guatemala that for the day of your birthday, they will, they will put some firecrackers outside in the street, and you hear the firecrackers, you know, bah, 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 bah. and uh, they call them this thing, is, uh, it's called ametralladora, which is like a fire gun. Right? It's, it goes, <coughs> it probably like, uh, like three, four firecrack. feet, yeah, right? But at the very end, there is a huge bump, the big explosion. Boom! Right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was my uncle Sammy's birthday. My mom decided to put one of those underneath one of those strips. his bed oh <laughs> around 6 a.m., guys. And so here, here is my mom, guys, sneaky, right? Goes with the the big ametralladora, right, and starts the fire and throw that thing underneath my uncle's bed. You know, my uncle's bed. My uncle was sleeping with his PJs and T-shirts, and it's just just there, so not imagining what about what was about to happen. Okay. <laughs> started, right? And of course, he jumped. He's on the bed, and you just hear. The firecrackers, right? <laughs> and he's screaming and screaming, and my mother and my father and all of us, we are laughing, right? We are just laughing to see my uncle in the bed <laughs> jumping and screaming. And of course, he knows who did this, right? Of course. And you just hear his yelling, saying, Magnolia, I hate you! <laughs> Right. Good stories, you know, things that happen in families. Well, with, with Abraham, it was no different. It was just like that. It was a family, you know, with, with their good times and bad times. Because 
I know you also have stories of bad times in your family, right? Right. We all have that, those stories. When something happened, uh, an accident, somebody died, right? Uh, things of that guy. It's part of life. Abraham's family was like any other family. Situations like that too. However, there is something very interesting that you can find in this passage. It's the relationship between Abraham and his brother. That relationship was not the kind of relationship that they lived next door, right? But it was a close relationship. They had communication. They knew each other by names. And, uh, and now I want you to picture this because this is so important. Abraham is wealthy. <laughs> so he is the the rich uncle in the family, right? So now imagine all the nephews and nieces when, when the dad said, well, I'm planning this summer going to see my brother. Can you imagine all the kids screaming, I wanna go, I wanna go. Because you know what happens when you go to see a rich uncle, right? Do you have one of those relatives or have you visit somebody that is very wealthy and that person just has so much money and just buys whatever everyone wants. You know, that is one of the beauties I think that in our life, Tracy and I, we live comfortably, we have a good budget and when we see our kids, uh, nephews, nieces, it is a pleasure, it is something so wonderful that you can buy things for the kids, right? And uh, we just have dinner, and we were just teasing with Al about Prissy with uh, the, what is the name of Prissy's friend? Navea. Na Navea. Talking about the present, right? Oh, yes. And we, we got a couple of bags of chips, right? And that, that would be the present. Thing. And that was amazing for Prissy. Because kids are like that. Now imagine this. All these kids, nieces and nephews, here... What is the name of his brother? Nahor. Saying, I'm going to visit with my brother. I'm going to go to his land. I'm going. <laughs> Imagine all the kids. Dad, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. That, that is part of the, the family of Abraham. They kept that unity. They were close to each other. Although they didn't live next door. What about us? You know, years, years ago, let's talk about 50 years ago, communication was merely by letters. <laughs> I'm, I am 54. I remember in my uh, childhood when I was 8, 10 years old, 40-something years ago, my mom getting so excited receiving a letter from some relatives in other places. I remember very well how happy my mom was. And it was like a huge deal for us, you know. My uncle such and such, my godfather sent a letter or whatever. It was so much excitement. And we all get together around the table and mama is reading the, the letter. And uh, it was 
awesome. But in order to respond that letter, you know, you needed to take your time and then mail that thing. How long it will take to go from point A to, B, to point B in those days? So it's understandable in those days communication was complex. But today, guys, today there is no excuse. So think about you and your family. Do you think that is the Lord's desire for you to have a good communication with your relatives? What, what do you think? Back then we didn't have Facebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was games. You could play games, so games on the phone, family games. We used to play skip, my father and then we used to play skip book. <laughs> and 4th of July, all of us would get in a group and my nanny would cook pheasant. And so we had to pluck the feathers off the pheasant. And then, like, there's one time it was me and my granny, we would sit out in the backyard and snap green beans. <laughs> nice story. Now the question is, is, is this, are we communicating enough with our relatives? What do you think? Probably not. No. Absolutely not. I know like my family in Mexico, we don't, we don't talk a whole lot with them. We just don't. You see, in those days they had the perfect reason. Well, how can I communicate with them? <laughs> right? But today, we don't have an excuse to not communicate with our relatives. Now, we understand that communication has two ways, right? Because you can be very uh, outreach or reaching out to your relatives. You can try, you can uh, look for that communication, but it has to have two ways, right? You go, you say hello, and you are expecting that the other person will respond to you. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way, is it? Because, like, in the small, like, up in north on Plainview, there's been a couple of few times where I ran into my family relatives. It's just it's small up there. It's not like here. Mm -hmm. I think I've given this a lot of thought as far as the communication and people, the way it works. You know, I mean, I'm in the telecommunications industry and technology and all that stuff. It's always really important to me, right? You know, I, I thought a lot about this and why social media and, and all that pretty much consumed our method of communicating with people and basically even friends and family. And if you look at it, just apps, what is an app? APP, what is an app? It's just a shortened version of an application. No different than a program, Excel, Word, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's shortened to the point where we just call it an app. In today's society, I think we've refined our search to the point where we only deal with and invest time with things that we're interested in because we can because we can go exactly to the source of what we're interested in and find it and only deal with that. We, don't, we, can, we can filter out everything and go right to the niche of what we want. Correct. And I think what's happened with society is that we've taken it to the point of our relationships. If I don't have much of an interest with you, 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 or even a relative, I don't have to communicate with you anymore because I've conditioned myself to go right to the source of exactly what I want that interests me, and if, even as a relative. Because I think about this in my family in Mexico. We share very few common interests in terms of our day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. So what is my communication going to look like with them? 
it's going to be kind of awkward. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I can I have the ability now in 2018 to avoid the awkwardness mm -hmm. and just do a quick social media blast and be done. Mm -hmm. Sad, but that's what that's what we've gotten down to to the point where we have been able to condense everything in our lives. Everything in our lives is condensed to a very specific, very intentional purpose. Right. And I think that's what's happened with relationships. I think you are right. It, it, it all comes to the conclusion of what do I want? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. What is exactly what I want? Now, as Christians, we want to please the Lord, right? We want to obey Him. We want to follow His lead. And what is what He expects from us? Right? So, some of you are mothers here. And you have more than one kid. From the mother's perspective, one day you will be gone. Now, let me ask you the question. Would you like to know that once you are gone, your children will continue communicating with each other? What do you think? What do you think? Yes. You will like that very much. Oh, yes. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. It's right. very important that I know that my children are still communicating with each other, loving each other. Right. So from the mother's perspective, you understand that the, the most special thing that you could have from your children is that they will continue developing their relationship. Well, there is no difference between your hearts and the heart of the good Lord. The Lord has exactly the same desire that all His children continue developing the relationship. That's a good way of putting it. You see that? So, every and each one of us with siblings, we should put the effort to do that, to begin with. To begin with. I, I want to share with you a very personal story. I'm the oldest of six children. All of us are connected through phone calls or text message or social media, right? But it happened about a year ago it was May last year. I was in the process of finalizing the purchase of this property. And Tony, you remember how difficult that was with all the paperwork, right? Oh my goodness. For, for you friends that are listening and watching, you have no idea what I am talking about. This is a six acres property that we were negotiating to purchase. And uh, we are a brand new church. At that point, we were nine months old. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, we had some money, but we didn't have all the money. And we needed to fulfill any number of requirements by law in order to purchase the property. It was a difficult time. Exciting, but complex. Praying about it. I remember very well when one day, it's getting close to May, right? I was praying and the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I'm giving you the property. You are going to get it. And I said, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want you to do all this paperwork. And I said, I'll do it. So I remember starting to prepare all these papers, all these documents, collecting signatures. You remember that I went 
chasing everybody. <laughs> Guys, I need you to sign here. You remember all these procedures and whatnot. Once I had all this paperwork ready and I am starting to go to see attorneys and all these companies that I needed to deal with, representing the church, one morning the Lord spoke to me again and said, it is getting close to May, to Mother's Day. And he said, if your mother was there, I want you to know that my mom went to heaven in 2015. So she was already gone last year. And then the Lord said, if your mom was there, if she asked you to do something special that you and all your siblings, six in total, will have a good communication, and that will be her Mother's Day present, would you do it? And I said, of course, Lord, I'll do it. Well, imagine that I am your mother, and I am asking you to do that. Honor me by looking for harmony and reconciliation among your siblings. You are the oldest. You have to start this thing. And I said, I understand what you are telling me, Lord. And exactly that day, I decided to reach out to those. There was a huge conflict in, in my family with all my siblings. And there was a huge disconnection. And I said, I'm going to take the initiative. And I did that. You know, as a result of that, peace came among all of us siblings. And I restart the connection with them. You are right about something that you said. There has to be some things in common between you and a third person, right? If you don't have anything in common with somebody, you can say, hey, how you doing? How is everything going? And 20, 20 seconds later, that's it. There is no more to talk, right? I understand that. In our families, is the same, guys. With our siblings, with our uncles, with our in-laws, it's the same. There has to be some things in common right that we can talk to but at least we need to take the initiative of reaching out to those who are far distant because if we cannot do that mm -hmm. how can we say that we are godly people mm -hmm. if we do not promote the unity and harmony within our own families yeah, and even he said if you don't if you can't love your brother how can you say you love me? We are called to love everybody. and uh, So I have questions for you here. What keeps a family united? What do you think? Who wants to share a couple of ideas? What do you think keeps a family united? Communication. 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 What else? Actually seeing each other. Seeing each other. That's, yeah. that's very good. Communication and seeing each other. Very good. Thank you, Deborah. Helping each other, like kind of being there for each other. Yeah. That, that's it's absolutely strong, true. It creates a strong bond. Yeah. Just being kind. I always help my mom. Being kind. Mm -hmm. Being kind to each other. Yes. Yes. Helping my mom. Helping your mom. Absolutely. Those things are going to keep your family united, right? You know, very simple, guys. Saying happy birthday. <laughs> 
I mean, think about it. There are there are families where where they don't even say happy birthday. I mean, they don't talk at all during the whole year, right? But even for their birthdays, you know, that is a simple thing that will keep at least some sort of relationship with your relatives. Happy birthday, uh, wishing a Merry Christmas, or Happy Easter, you know. How many of you receive a text message on 4th of July and uh, somebody says to you, Happy 4th, <laughs> right? So how, how difficult it is to say that to somebody else in your family, right? We should do that. We should do that. that. Those are things that will keep the family united. But what are the things that you think separate families? Conflict over money. Conflicts over money. Lies. Lies. Envy. Envy. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> it's true. Bitterness. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And those are the things that we need to be aware of. Dear friend, we appreciate so much your time during this uh, program, this video that you are watching or maybe you are listening to the podcast. We appreciate that. It's good, it's fun, we had some laughter here, but I think it's the time for us to reflect about what the Lord is expecting from us today. I think it's time for us to say, okay, well, this this Bible study today was, well, very simple, not too theological, <laughs> not too... different. It was different, you know, it it's good. not too profound, but it's very practical and it's encouraging and it's taking me to a point where I need to make a decision about me and my relationship with my relatives. So let's take action and let's try to communicate with those who are not too close to us. And if you have anyone in your family that you have forgotten, intentionally or not, <laughs> if you probably stop communicating with somebody for any conflict. It could be for money reasons, like Al said, you know? How many families do not talk to each other because of an issue with the inheritance? <laughs> right? And some of us have lived that experience and we know, man, that's horrible. But after all, those are just things. So we should like we enjoy seeing now Prissy here getting into the room, you know, little girl. How important it is for us to, to keep that unity in the family, right? It, it is so important to keep the, the unity in the family. We have to overlook certain things, you know. And uh, I encourage you all guys to think about this. Forgive if you have something against any of your relatives, let it go. Put it in the hands of the Lord. And tonight, when you are watching this, listening to this, think about this. The good Lord wants to reestablish that relationship with you. And if you are not in communication with the good Lord, this is the good time. Open your heart to Him. Just tell Him, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I know. I am not doing the right thing in many levels. Please forgive me. 
I open my heart to you, Lord Jesus. Come and dwell in me. Give me a new beginning. Thank you, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. From Victory Church, we wish you a beautiful evening. Until next time. Good night.